0: welcome to the business reboot podcast we're here to pull back the curtain of entrepreneurship and help you fall in love with the business of your business
1: we know every step forward is a chance to be more aligned and purpose grow businesses that create impact and live the lives we work so hard for
0: sometimes all you need is a reboot to get started
1: hello friends and welcome back i'm corey and i'm a brand strategist specializing in brand photography for small business owners And I'm Melissa, a confidence
0: and business coach for female founders. And together we are the Business Reboot. We're an education hub for entrepreneurs helping you refine your brand and generate more revenue by helping you create offers that make sense. We are so pumped for today's episode because we have our dear friend Allison here today. She is a photographer in South Carolina that we met uh, because you were a part of our mastermind, and yeah. we have grown to just love you. I mean, you're you were the easiest to love. You are the kindest, sweetest oh. human being, and That's we're talented. so excited.
1: Can well, we I just talk about how oh talented gosh. of a photographer you are? Like, oh. <laughs> mm. yeah. Oh good. Well, you know, we we have
0: watched Allison's business just grow and explode over the last year. And uh, today we want to talk to her about something that is uh, an issue that every entrepreneur that's ever been created has struggled with, and that is boundaries. But one thing that we have seen you do in the last year is uh, become rock solid. Even before we pressed record on this podcast, I was like, how was your Christmas? And she said, it was so great. But you know, I wanted to keep the boundaries, so I didn't even go in my office one time. And I was like, well, yes. you know, same. Same, ma'am, but get it because that, it's huge. And I think that um, especially when you're uncomfortable setting boundaries, it can feel like you're being mean. And we have talked through that. We have worked through that. And it is really it's such a gift to your clients to set those boundaries and expectations so that they don't ever feel um put out by the words that you're saying, because they know from the very beginning that these are the standards. And so um, we are just like ridiculously proud of you and the work that you've done. And we cannot wait to share you with all of our people today on this episode.
1: Yay! I'm sorry, so excited. Yes. Okay. So Allison, we would love for you to share with us a little about who you are and who you serve with your amazing gift and art.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, the episode is about boundaries. So first things first is I am a single mom in boundaries. You guys know just as moms in business is hard. Um, as a single mom, it was even harder. Yes. Um I'm a single mom, I serve high school seniors, uh, brides and many couples alike, families, and I also do branding photography. Um, and I serve I used to serve just before you guys a year ago, just my area, but I've expanded amongst South Carolina in general. So it's been amazing.
1: I yes. <laughs> yes. love it. Yes. Okay, so let's do a little bit of chatting about boundaries in your business. What did they used to look like? And how have you kind of realized the importance of establishing like a client experience with also very loving boundaries? Because I think it's easy for us to say too, as entrepreneurs, like, I'm going to set these boundaries, and this is how it's going to be and blah, blah, blah. But we we want the client experience to be enhanced by the boundaries that we set, not endangered. (laughs) You know what I mean? Okay. Okay. And I love that you said that. Yes, it is. Yeah. I
0: love that you said that because when when <laughs> when you don't set them ahead of time, then you have to uh, almost endanger your business yes. because it's <laughs> going to make you sound like you're such a butthole. Because now yeah. you won't do what you were doing, and I think that as entrepreneurs, we'll get ourselves in a pickle because we want to serve, and that becomes over serving, which leads to resentment if we don't like nip it in the bud from the beginning. So, tell us about these boundaries you've created.
2: Yes. So um, I think one of my favorite ones is it's not just the boundaries, it's the relationship that has to be developed first. Um, because if they don't know you, then they will take certain things out of context, especially if it's through emails and text messages. Um, so the first thing I always do is establish a relationship by trying to be in person, whether that's a FaceTime call or a coffee meetup, um, because once they understand who I am or just have a little glimpse of that, they understand certain things. They don't take things out of context. They don't think I'm being mean when I don't respond at night. Um Preach. <laughs> preach. You know, they're like, okay, she's not doing this on purpose. You know, she has boundaries. So that to me is one of the first steps, just establishing that relationship. Um, second of all is letting them know ahead of time what those boundaries are. For me, it was developing um, in HoneyBook. Love that app. Thank you, ladies. Um, developing That's in HoneyBook a whole like... A whole step by step of what they can experience, like what they can expect during the whole experience with me, but also listing the things I do and don't do in the most gentle way. So, you know, saying, you know, I can't wait to talk to you. We have Voxer as a app. Please know that, you know, I will respond within 24 hours during these time frames. So they don't, um, they can talk all night on their Voxer, right? But they know, do not expect. It responds at 12 o'clock at night. <laughs> so mm-hmm. that, those are some of those kind of things that, um, that I've used, like good tools to put these notions into into place. So I think that just having something that they can reference to and even something to point them back to if they do feel like their expectations have not been met. If they do or are upset that, hey, I messaged you last night, why you respond back? I'm like, oh, you know, per our, you know, contract it says that I don't respond. So I think just having those to put, point them back to versus just assuming that they're going to know what your boundaries are, that's that's been the most helpful. And people have been so apologetic once they cross a boundary because they're like, oh my, I'm so sorry. I didn't, I totally forgot. I'm like, yeah, not I didn't know, but I forgot or I didn't read it. You know, it's putting the responsibility back on them when they don't know your boundaries. So, so cool. for me, I love
0: that. I love that because I love it because what you said was once they realize it, that they then you know apologize or or they acknowledge it, and I think that we get so caught up in if we have any boundaries at all, then it's going to make us. Look less appealing than other yeah. people who do what we do. And it won't, uh, they won't pick us because we're not constantly available. I mean, I remember getting, I remember the very first smartphone that I ever got was a Blackberry and I fought it tooth and nail. My husband was the one that was like, I'm going to get you one of these. Like, I think this could be good for you. And I think it's his biggest regret in life <laughs> because I will never forget being like four months pregnant. We decided to go camping. Because that was a good idea. Because I'm not going to pee 900 times a night and walk to the shelter that's down the street. Um, and I just remember we were out in the middle of the woods and I look over near the tent and there was the little red blinking light from hell that was like, you have an email, you have a message, you have a this. And I remember, you know, like freaking out. And then it, I became this, like, Uh, this uh, robot that every time I walked the door, I'd have to go to my computer and I would have to check my email Mm -hmm. because you didn't have it on your phone until that Blackberry or, you know, and it kept me deeply connected. But, but I felt like at towards the beginning of my business, and now mind you, that was like almost two decades ago, but that if I didn't respond right away, then um, there was going to be, and and what has happened is you've got so many entrepreneurs that will do that, that people don't Look at that as something that's normal to have regular business hours. Like right. I don't need to respond to you after 6 p.m. because we closed. You know, right. like when when it's yeah. an individual business or a solopreneurship, people expect that you're just going to be and and it's not until we educate them and teach them that they don't that, that they get a chance to snap back and be like, you know what, this is this is smart, this is good, yeah. and, and I apologize for crossing that boundary. Yeah,
2: and I even have some clients who will text me late at night. And the first thing they say is, I know I'm so sorry, but if I don't do it now, I'll forget. And I can, I can totally respect that because they know that they cross that boundary, but have no expectations of me crossing it with them. (laughs) They're just like, if I don't do it now, I'll forget. And I, that's, that's totally fine because they expect nothing of me. Um, But I think just having that and people knowing what your boundaries are, I think that's the one thing I was so excited to learn about from you ladies was that I also was in a mindset over a year ago that if I don't respond, I'm not going to get their business. If I don't do this, here's the thing you can respond, have their business, and then you have to deal with that stress the entire experience with them. Imagine a bride who doesn't know your boundaries from the get go and you're responding to emails, doing these things. First of all, you're not getting paid for what? All that time that you're giving that person, right? Because you're not. Within the hours and the parameters that you need, so now you're not getting paid for all these late night messages, all these text messages, all these phone calls because you didn't set those boundaries. So now your your price is lower than what you should have charged. There's that, and then two, you're just letting this person like take over. Which some people are like. Well, that's that's what I'm supposed to do. No, because I'm not doing my part. No, it's not. You know, no, it's not. <laughs> no. That's our job to help you and guide you through the process. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs get confused by, well, the, the client leads me. No, 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 no. It's our job to lead them and to make sure their experience is okay. If that was the case, they could have just done this by themselves. Right, right.
1: <laughs> well, that'll breach. Right. right. Well, and I think too, Allison, you bring up a, a good point that that you know people are worried and and. We've all been there too. Like, of, I have to respond right away, and it's it's almost like what Pavlov's um, dog mm-hmm. theory like. Ding. There's a like, it's a response, and you get the ding. You need to go run to it. And and here's the thing: I I actually believe that the opposite is true. Is that when you have a business that is a well-oiled machine, when it runs um, efficiently and effectively, and in a loving way of service, um, but within normal working hour boundaries, I think that it actually elevates you yeah. and your brand because it shows the client that hold on, like she knows her stuff. <laughs> Number one, it's beautifully um executed in a way like like just for through honeybook, whether you use Honeybook, dubsado whatever. Melissa and I are HoneyBook educators. And so that's why we always talk about Honey Book. Um So it's delivered in a beautiful way. It's communicated in an effective and simple way. um, But it's upfront. You're you're not putting out fires. You're preventing them by saying, this is my client journey. This is the client experience that you're going to have with me. And guess what? When you hold out your hand from the very beginning and say, let me lead the way, let me lead you through this process. I'm going to take care of you in so many great ways. This is what I'm going to do for you. This is the beautiful experience we're going to have together, the story we're going to tell, if you're just using bridal, um, you know, a, a wedding client for an example of, you know, we're going to tell your beautiful love story and capture this whole day for the whole experience for you. But this is the way we're going to do it. Yeah. It almost makes, I feel like it's probably like an audible or like a visual sigh, like oh, a, yeah. like she's got it. I yeah. don't have to constantly be the one to be on my toes and telling her this and telling her that. No, she's got it. But that's because those are the leadership. Skills that you are mm-hmm. honing in your entrepreneurial journey, because that's what it takes to be uh, uh, have longevity in the entrepreneurial space. Right. Um, and so, I think that that we are worried about doing the thing that's going to cost us clients or cost us, uh, you know, money or whatever revenue. But actually, it's going to elevate you when Uh you get, you flip that script on that mindset piece and say, no, I am the leader here in a kind and loving way. And this is what we're going to need to do so that I can best serve you and that. I am my best photographer, or I am my best coach, or I am my best whatever for you. And so I just yes. I think that you have done a brilliant job at taking where you like the transformation really story of where you were and where you are now and and the impact that it's made in your business. So will you that's not even my, my next question, but I I just mm-hmm. we're there. So I want to what have you seen in the last little bit of of when you've made some of those shifts? What have you noticed?
2: Well, I think um, one thing I noticed is that I feel more confident um, as far as like leading because, and one thing you guys said from the beginning of Mastermind Reboot was, are you just a girl with a camera or are you a business owner? And I think that was the switch to say, oh, if I'm a business owner, I have these processes, I have these boundaries, I have to create an experience versus just being a girl with a camera that someone just knows. And that really helped trigger the, okay, what." What do I need to put into place to make this a business that runs to prevent burnout, to prevent clients from being aggravated, to prevent clients from like, never want to work with me again, because I don't have my ducks in a row. Um, I also think it also brings in the clientele that you want. Um, and that, that that's not against any clients. I think we all have clients that we can work very well with. I think we have clients that are just meant for other people. But I think that hoping and, and um, actually creating an experience to where you can kind of tell which clients you can work with well, and which ones may need to, need to be referred. I think that also helps in the boundary process, or that's what boundaries also help. So yeah, I, think I love I- that you
0: said which clients I can work with and which clients can be referred, instead of saying <laughs> which clients I can give the boot <laughs> ski. <Yeah. laughs> I go
1: this is I say, work with you. I work with you. <laughs> I love that. Very diplomatic I love that. and very kind and loving of you yeah. to say it that way. Allison, I love Dude, you so too. much. You can kick rocks. You're not for me. And I'm
0: going to refer you up. No, I'm kidding. But you know what? I, I really love that. Um I love that you said that we would we sound so mean being like, are you no. just a girl with a girl Are you a girl that's a business owner? Because that, that statement can ring true no matter the industry okay. you're in. Are yes. you just a guy with a couple of music skills or are you a performer? Magician, are you yeah. just I mean. a, a girl with some good advice or are you a coach? Are you just a, you know, I mean like it, any, anything, are you just somebody that's decent at coding or are you a business owner of a website development company? Right. Are you, you know what I'm saying? Like you're, yeah. you're more than your skill and, and, in being a business owner, you have to be more than your skill. We yeah. have told this story a million times about how Corey went and talked at a high school about being a photographer. And they were like, oh, yeah. that just must be the best job in the whole world. You get to yeah. shoot pictures all day. And she's like, yeah, for about 20% of the time. Yeah. And then the other 80% is doing yes. crap I don't necessarily want to do, but it's because you have to in order to actually run the business. So yeah. I love that. And I think that it's, um, I think that's just something for everybody to hear and to remember uh, is that um, you're more than just the skill. You yeah. are now a business owner. And if you're a business owner, that entitles you to hold yourself to different levels of accountability Mm -hmm. and to different levels of confidence. And truthfully, like one thing that Corey and I do in, and this is going to sound like I'm, I'm not trying to just toot our horn, um, but is that we help create and develop leaders because Mm -hmm. you have to be able to lead in order to have a business that's going to last. So Alison, can you tell us just kind of combining these two questions, um, you know, about the the pivots uh, that you've made in the last year and what that's looked Mm -hmm. like? Because I know that we talked about how you, you decided to kind of, shift some things off of your yeah. plate. You're not offering some of the same services. And then also it's like talking about boundaries, um, when it comes to finances, because one yeah. thing that Corey and I are just really, I say passionate, I hate that word, but we really like take into a lot of, uh, of thought and, and, um, and feel deeply about is people being able to charge what they're worth because we really feel like not only is it vital for the survival of your business, but it's also vital for your own, I think, mental health and mindset when it comes to growing your business. So let's Talk about what you've taken off of your plate yep. and then also um, talk a little bit about how when you've dealt with a client that wasn't necessarily like the best fit for your business um, and that you did end up referring out because she she would have been, she just would be in a better place with someone right. else because you were not going to be the perfect fit um, and how there's no shame in that, first of all, but how being willing to step out and say, okay, I need to refer this person out because i I know now I can tell early in our relationship, we're not going to click and be, and be the best fit for each other and caring enough about your client to want them to have the experience that is best suited by somebody else doing it. How that led to booking your ideal client at a ridiculously high (laughs) price point that we were like, I mean, just championing (laughs) uh, because of the funniest circumstance, which was like an accidental email. So
2: walk us through it all. Sure, so um, first things first is what i removed from my plate. Um, I keep going back to business reboot just because that was the defining moment. We don't mind. We don't mind. Sign up here. No, um, (laughs) but because there's a lot of defining moments in my business through that. And one thing that you guys realize is that um, taking a step back and saying, what do I like to photograph? Who do I like to work with? And once I realized it was high school seniors and weddings and branding, I realized that maternity and newborns no longer were my, th- they really never were a passion for me. It was really hard because I was getting a lot of inquiries about it, but I realized it wasn't something I loved doing. Um, kudos to those newborn photographers. I mean, <laughs> one, Pre- seriously, I am not yeah. kidding. Ones of you who are specific newborn photographers or who take it on, kudos to you. The main reason I could not do it was because one, I love babies. Who doesn't love a baby? yeah the whole like, like contorting them into certain poses, like the moms see these Pinterest th- photos and I love that, but I just, it wasn't a skill that I was wanting to develop. Two, timing, like, you know, sketching a newborn is kind of, it's kind of tough unless, you know, yeah. something to happen. So it was just, it was causing more stress than it was good um, to me and my clients. So I just was like, I can't do that anymore. Second of all, and I know some photographers are not going to hear this. to That's, okay. That's all right. <laughs> minis. Go ahead. I had to take minis off my plate. I'm sorry, photographers out there. If you can do it and do it well, kudos to you as well. But I could not. <laughs> I knew my strengths and my weaknesses, and I stopped offering those. Um, And in some ways, it's not that I just stopped. I did. I completely stopped offering them in my packages. But the good thing that you guys also taught you ladies also taught me was that um, if I ever want to go back to it, I can. I can do a couple of them here and there if I want to. I just do not want to put that as plastering. As I do this. Um, So once I removed that, it gave me space to actually look at what I wanted to do and actually hone in on those and do them so much better because I wasn't spread thin amongst things that I did not love to do. Um, So, yeah, that was the first thing. And that was another boundary, right, because I had to stop thinking that the clients I love working with high school seniors are probably my favorite and my even even second favorite, probably even our weddings because I just love love story. I just, I do. I love a love story so much. So, okay. I love
1: that. Well, you know, Allison, I'll interject here because we're going to talk about this at the end of the podcast because we have something coming up in, in January that helps, will help business owners do this. But what you basically did was you dumped the purse of your business. You, mm-hmm. you know, you know, we all have like. I mean, you nope. got socks from the trampoline park in your. I actually found a pair. I'm not lying. I sent. No, I'm <laughs> like, how do I have 21 year olds and 25 year olds I still have trampoline park socks. I don't know. But you have church mints. You got church in the bottom. I mean, for, you got, you got like chapstick from three years ago that you right. You are like, where has this been? Like you got all the stuff in your purse that just kind of, you keep accumulating. And I feel like we do the same in our business. It's like, I've got this because clients have asked for it. I've got this because I, th- I thought minis were the way to go because everybody else does it. But you know what, what you did was you dumped it all out and you were like, okay, let's look through all of this and let's say, okay, I know that minis are not for me. Let me put those into trash. Now I might pull those out once a year exactly. because I can offer those to my wedding clients to do family family portraits for Christmas cards. Like those are already, but that could be like even behind the scenes offer. It's still there. It doesn't mean it's trashed forever. You didn't put it in a garbage disposal, but you just put it in a trash can. But then you've got, you know, babies are not for me. So let me take that out of my purse. Don't keep carrying around all of these things that become baggage And become extra weight in your business that you have to sift through and sort through. And so auditing your business on a very regular basis, whether it's annually or whether it is twice a year or quarterly or every two or three years, we talk about that in longevity and and looking at having a one-year, three-year, five-year plan. And so you just explained that brilliantly and beautifully. And that is a perfect example for all of you listening as to dumping out the things that no longer align with where her heart is and how she serves and and trying especially as photographers you know we will try out a lot of things I have shot all of those things as well and said (laughs) this doesn't work for my current season it may not be forever this is not my current season it doesn't work for me so just take it out you know you don't have to keep it in there so you you illustrated that example that we're going to talk more about later um beautifully so I just wanted to, to highlight that
2: for you Thanks. Well, I will say also by doing that, it did give me time to look at pricing, which is the next question, right? Most, it, I think, was mm-hmm. <laughs> pricing and um, actually saying, okay, this is what I love doing. I now am creating different experiences because I can say, okay, now now instead of everyone being in a general population, just clients, it's my seniors are treated differently than my brides and grooms and my branding is treated differently than anyone else. So, actually being able to hone in on those packages and say, okay, for my branding clients, I provide this, 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 and this, and this. This is why this pricing looks different than a senior session or a wedding session. So I was able to look at pricing and say, okay, this is how much I'm worth because this is how much time I'm spending, not just in the sessions themselves, but also with, you know, contacts back and forth meetings, especially for my branding clients. You know, they, those any client you have, especially in photography, they have that product forever, right? Like you do a session, but they have that they have that product forever. Um, if they do what they're supposed to do and download it, let's just be honest.
1: <laughs> <laughs> preach, but
2: they have that product forever. And that was another thing I had to learn is what I was offering and, and the longevity of what I was offering. Um, that helped me with knowing how to implement new pricing because- I didn't really, it's not that I wasn't taking what I was doing seriously. I didn't realize the importance of what I was offering. And once I was able to stop and look at what I loved doing and how important it was to my clients, I was able to say, oh, this is the monetary worth of that. And that was re- that was a bit, that was a pivot. That was a huge mm-hmm. pivot for me. It really was. I wasn't scared of who wouldn't hire me because of pricing. I wasn't because I knew that what I offered longevity and the experience was so worth it and honestly worth more, but this was me trying to be nice. No <laughs> <I'm> kidding. <laughs> well, okay. So tell
0: us about when you got unnice and decided to uh, create. A okay, so we had a coaching session. I was and in say. the session. Allison gets on the session and she was like, "So, guys, I don't really have much to talk about. Like, we're I'm really good. I've just booked, you know, eighty five weddings at this price Not really, but she had booked all these things. And she she was like, "So, I'm like, I'm really doing good. And I I just remember being like, "Okay, well, let's look at it. And we looked at it, and I was like, "Ma'am. May- Ma'am. Getting and So, well, well, let me ask some questions. And here, this is the, oh. if you're struggling with pricing, I don't care the industry that you're in, but if you're struggling with pricing, if you can ask enough questions, go five questions deep. And if it pokes holes in every bit of theory that you have behind oh, really? how you've priced yourself, um, you need to change it. You need to change it because I will tell you the pricing <laughs> that, and I'll just use Corey and I's Pricing that we have individually and the pricing that we have together as the business reboot is concrete because you know why? Because we said that's what it is. Uh (laughs) And you, but but if if somebody can poke holes in it and and you can't get to that resolved place and then it needs to be reassessed. And so that's what we did was we reassessed and we were sitting there with you and we were discussing how you had just referred a client out because she'd already booked and it was she was incredible. But you just knew the more conversations that you had, the more that that she was not going to be fully satisfied mm-hmm. with what you had to offer and you knew someone else who could um, serve her better. And so you were going to have this hard conversation and, um and in like the most loving way it was nothing but a mutual respect and really like deeply truly as Corey and I say being a good human um you know to to want her to have the best and recognizing yes. that babies sometimes we're not the best for people like we're okay. just not and you if you care enough about the people you serve you want them to have the best and and sometimes it's not you and that's hard to admit but it's it's really true and I think that that you seeing that brought a level of empathy to how you serve that was untouchable in that moment moment. And so we had this conversation with you. You were getting ready to have this conversation with your bride and we created just like as a almost template and a a PDF with all this new pricing that we had built up. And you were like, I cannot, I don't even know how to, I'm going to just put it here. I'm just going to put it here and we're just going to leave it and we'll come (laughs) back to it. And then you accidentally sent the
2: email. (laughs) And so...
0: Oh Tell us gosh. the story of that. Great. Tell us the story.
2: Yes. Okay. Um, that was probably one of the funniest coaching calls I ever had with you guys. Because <laughs> it was the best. Was it was so best. Like, I'm good. I'm great. I just want to catch up with you guys. What's going on with y'all? And it was like, uh oh, oh, okay. Um, See, so yeah, my pricing, that was, that was another pivotal point in the business where the pricing was not matching up with what I was offering. And we went through it, you know tooth and nail and I sent you guys new pricing and in the midst of me sending you guys the email I didn't realize I had saved that template on HoneyBook (laughs) that's the new (laughs) wedding template so I got an inquiry the same day that I had to gently let that bride go and I sent them the new pricing and I was like "Oops, oops word oops and she wrote back and she's like, yes, we want the top tier package. And I was like on the floor dying. Cause I was like, no, 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 wait, wait. I need to, I don't even remember what I told you I was going to do that top tier. Wait, what? And she put mm-hmm. the top tier package. It, oh my gosh. Like it was so shocking. But the sweetest thing was that she was like, we just want you. Like, we just want you because we've heard great things and we love your work. So, yeah, we want top tier package at 10 hours, rehearsal dinner, you know, engagement session, bridals. uh, That literally like Like three times what you were charging. It was That one wedding (laughs) covered three other weddings that I was doing. And that was ridiculous in so many ways. But- it was really it was a good moment because I think I didn't realize what people expected to pay. Um, and we talked about this before as far as like we can't assume what people are going to pay. We just cannot do that. And that's something that I think a lot of us get stuck in with. Pricing. Oh, do
0: not shoot yourself in the foot by assuming yes. the paycheck and a wallet yes. of your of your clients because I, you're not your ideal client. I'm just going to, that's a hell of a
2: on. Exactly. I'm like, look, I may not pay this, but someone out there, you know. Right. And I had a most amazing client do that. And then 24 hours later, (laughs) another (laughs) another client (laughs) books at the exact same package at the exact same price. And when we did the math, I think it was like $14,000 between two clients. Yes. And I was not making that. Over what five or six clients? Right. That right. To the day is crazy to me. Now, granted, they weren't the other people weren't top tier. However, it doesn't matter. Like I can do two weddings versus six and make the same amount of money.
1: Well, and you know what, Allison? Here's the thing, too. Going back to like boundaries and and looking at the fact that like you're a single mom, and yeah. your time with your baby, and he is not a baby anymore. He is he is <laughs> turning into a big kid. Like your time with him is fleeting, and mm-hmm. that's where we go back to being a smart business owner, and the fact that you know the epic ways that you serve and love on these clients, and the the final product is phenomenal. You you have the hill to stand on that your work is worthy of that pricing. We, we have looked at it, we have evaluated it and not just us, but everybody else. Oh, works with Everybody that's like, ever right. hired you, everybody. It, and that's where those referrals come in. And here's the thing, what we don't want anybody listening to this to hear is to be like, well, I'm just going to get started in this and I'm going to be a wedding photographer. And my very first wedding, I'm going to just say, you know, I feel like I should be making about $15,000 a wedding. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Well, hold on a minute. Yeah. There's a process. You have done a lot of years of work to mm-hmm. get there. You have invested in a lot of education, you have invested in a lot of processes, you have invested in a lot of mindset, growth and leadership um, qualities that you have acquired over the last years in business. And so you have worked yourself up to this point. And so so stepping into that and being brave enough to step into that being brave enough to set the boundaries and to let a client go when you knew this was not the best fit for you or for her being brave enough to do that to know that you are and i to say alignment again I don't want that to be my drinking game word but but knowing (laughs) that you were in alignment with with it's time for me to say this is not okay anymore I can't serve this way and then as soon as you do that the Lord Oh I mean, I know. As soon I know. as you shut yep. that door on that client, the door opened. And Melissa and I have watched this happen in our own businesses and in the businesses of the, the entrepreneurs that we coach time and time and time again. As soon as you get back into alignment, if we want to use that word, as soon as you get back into doing what you know you need to do and you should do to make your, bez- your, bu- your business better, then the new things come in. You, you yeah, put out. Out. don't,
0: don't lay it it a police
1: out. Don't lay a police out.
0: Because that's what happens, right? It'll happen.
1: And, and yours was, it's so funny that it was accidental because it was like, oh, you accidentally hit the button. Oh and my gosh. It. But oh my golly, had you not, that might have been the Lord saying, you know what? She's not going to send this. So let me just do it for her. Oops. I know. Oh, did I send that? All right. Yeah. There yeah. you go. Yeah. It well, was, but also, I'm, I'm not good. trying to like, Toot business coaches horns or
0: anything, but I am you because should. this is why. But this is but this is also this is really truly why um, it is important for you to get people in your corner. And I don't if you pay for the support or not. I mean, hire Corey now. We are pretty good at this, but um, be, because you get there, you get their bird's eye view on your business. And so, even Allison, who's worked with us for the, the last year, we yeah. sit down for this meeting and. Thought, oh well, I'm just here to be excited and and see what they might have to say, but really, I don't have anything that I, I'm. It's like pressing for me to work on, and there were certain like flags that we saw when looking at like the overview and said, yeah. okay, but if you're booking this, this, and this at this price, this you know, at booking this far out and at this frequency, it really is a sign. Like these are the signs that you need to make a shift and change and, and let's give it a try because you didn't have anything to lose. You'd booked enough that if you didn't, if you didn't book another one for a couple of weeks, you know, then you could, you'd be fine. Um, And so, but you ended up doing so much more than you ever thought you could. And it's just a beginning. Like that's the, mm. the cool part. But having people in your corner that are gonna have the bird's eye view on what you're doing to be able to pinpoint areas and things that could shift and change to make you even more money. Because here's the deal we love business and we love certain people. You love taking pictures of people, you know, but I'm not doing this for fun. Like this <laughs> is this is this is a deep calling for all of us. I fully mm-hmm believe, but, but also we're doing it because it's a cult in a way that we utilize to help take care of our families. And, um, and I think that making additional revenue and being able to support your family Yes. the way that you do with this business. The only way that that's going to happen is if you charge prices according to the work that you're putting out. And right. so it's just, you, you did it beautifully. And I think that, um, you know, accident or not, uh, the first time might've been an accident. The second time was your confirmation that you were yes. doing the right thing. Because when you first, sent that one out with confidence, it was the same thing. It was a 45 minute turnaround and they were like, book, done,
2: signed, sealed, yeah. delivered. See For in a couple time, of months. Yeah, yeah. You want us to send our deposit? I'm like, what is happening? I don't you know, Amy? understand. Right. <laughs> You're like, could you
0: could you put it in quarters and just bring a truck to my yard so I, I can? See I the it's like <laughs> in it. Yeah. I love it okay so just to, to kind of like wrap it up we do want to ask yeah. you one last question okay. and that is where do you see this business in the next year and then three years and five years because we are we specialize in building businesses for longevity and we believe that you know the first couple of years can be really tricky and, and difficult as you're trying to navigate what it looks like to be an entrepreneur um, you know then the next three to five years is where you get to expand on that and you know. You know, only, only like I don't know, five percent of businesses, maybe even less than that, survive ten years. And we, we believe that that number should shift dramatically. So, where do you see Absolutely. your company in the next year, three years, five years, ten years? Where, where, where are you going, and what are you doing?
2: Well, just in the the shifting of pricing this year, um, i it's crazy how much um, finances have just been so healthy this year that I can actually see myself in 2024 making six figures. Um, especially especially booking two weddings at four, you know, a total of 14 K that's pretty impressive, especially when you haven't considered um, seniors and families and branding and other uh, photographies that I also do. So seeing that, that that's a possibility is not, not only exciting, but a little scary because (laughs) Mm -hmm. it just took a mind shift um, in creating healthy boundaries and knowing like your worth, it takes a lot of like keeping that, um, of course, I'm going to use Corey word in alignment with each other. So you- <laughs> <laughs> stay focused, and stay knowing what you deserve. Um, as far as photography goes, I I love weddings. I think I said that 18 times on this podcast by now. Um, and one thing I I hate, <clears throat> and I know we talked about this, but it's okay. I hate saying no sometimes, specifically to my weddings because I can't shoot on the same day. So like I keep getting inquiries for the same days but I can't. So one thing I would love to do, and I'm actually working on doing is creating teams so that I can be at a wedding. And then I have another team who I can trust fully to do the other wedding.
1: Yes. Allison. That's so good. I love also, it. Guess what we're going to be talking about on our next coaching call that you're booking in January. We're going to dig in. We dig in- yes. into teams.
2: Oh my gosh. Yes. Well, there you go. <laughs> I love I mean, it. I'm excited. I have like three photographers who I really trust very well. They have their own businesses, but they're like, yeah. Sometimes we just want to shoot. We don't want to edit. So those are like great people I can trust. They know how to work weddings. Their photography is also beautiful and amazing. Um, So it's really a cool possibility that I can serve more clients on the same days, and that's also more revenue. Um, And with pricing the way we have, I can pay those photographers really well to where they want to keep mm-hmm. doing it. And that's important yeah. to me too. be in care of not just my clients, but the people who want to work alongside me. So I, love that. I can't wait for that because I can see it happening sooner than later. Um, the third thing is actually having a studio within the next three years, um, taking baby steps because team is most important to me this year, creating that. Um, but I do want to offer studio sessions for multiple reasons, whether um, giving a different look to my photography so I could book different types of sessions. Um, so yeah, I'm really, I have a lot of things on the horizon that I'm super pumped about. Um, teams is probably my most favorite thing because I love working with people. I just want to know how, I just need to make sure, and I have this confidence in myself for sure, but I want to lead them so well that they feel loved and they feel served by me just as much as my clients do. Like that is how so important for me. Truly.
1: Well, and can I say that, that you're gonna be amazing at that? Melissa and I already know that. We we just uh-huh. we, we know that and can 100%. see that for you. But before you sign anything with anybody, wait until our coaching call. No, or, or, or like message us in box Sorry. because when you said that, I just thought of something that I saw some contracts and some things Ooh. for um what you're talking about. So yeah. we want you to make sure that you're setting it up in a way that you're protected as are they and that it all is um, in line or yes. Yeah, so that yeah, it's also, yeah. but it's also everything. All the doc you want documentation yes. to sign right. to cover your behind and theirs. So just whole okay. A boxer,
0: yeah. That's right. Fine. I love that. I love that. <laughs> Thank you guys. Got to see inside our coaching call sorry, right now. Sorry, Thank you so sorry, much. Sorry, sorry, so much. sorry, sorry, sorry. But you know what, uh, exactly what we said in our podcast episode when we interviewed Carrie Power um, from uh, Curry Movement Collective um, a couple weeks yeah, ago, yeah. and when you. Uh, are brave and bold and courageous enough to go and do the, things that initially scare you by expanding your business, you get to bless people by not only providing stellar service, but then you get to provide uh, employment. (laughs) And uh, that is what you're doing exactly what Congress wants you to do with all these business laws. (laughs) You are providing jobs in the economy. But I I do, I think, and I will tell you as somebody who, when I was a wedding photographer, I did something that nobody else in our area ever did. And that was that I had company photographers that worked for me exclusively. They didn't work for anybody else. Um, And it made the uh, mental portion of trying to find people and figure all those details out so much easier. So, Um, I love this. And I think that those are incredible aspirations to take into 2024. So we're just really proud of you. Thank you so much for sharing all your knowledge and just the importance of boundaries. Like They they do not have to be hard, scary words. It is so loving and kind. Just like we talk about how um, it's not uh, selling, it's serving. Um, Mm -hmm. It is really uh, that important to set boundaries because you, it, it's benefiting your clients. Even Corey, you talking about we, there's contracts that you can do to protect yourself from, from you know, as you're building a team. Um, yeah, a hundred percent. But the reason yeah. that those things get signed and those boundaries get put in place is because it will give you freedom in being able to run the business as like joyfully and wildly as you want, because all sides are taken care of.
1: So thank you so much, Corey. Will you wrap yes. us up today? I absolutely will. Allison, will you tell everybody where they can find you on the interwebs, please, before we, we
2: sign off? Yeah, you can guys can find me on Instagram, Allison Edie Photog. You can also find me on Facebook. I think it's the exact same handle. <laughs> and I'm also on Pinterest. So yeah, you want to find me and Uh, start a conversation. I love it. (laughs) Yes. And we will make sure that all of her um, contact information is linked in our show notes. So
1: thank you again, Allison, like Melissa said. And for all of those, um, all of you who are listening in 2024, we are beyond excited to bring you something incredible that is happening at the end of January. We are so excited to announce Built the Business Reboot Workshop Experience. This is a series of quarterly workshops that are geared to help you reboot your business in 2024. Our first workshop takes place January 30th, and kind of like I mentioned before, um, it is going to be called Dump the Purse, How to Audit Your Business for Growth actually walking through a lot of things that that Allison was talking about but these online workshops will be live the recordings will be placed in our new business reboot vault and you can reserve your seat for 127 uh, by going to our website at the for more so thank you guys for joining us this week don't forget to connect with us on instagram at business reboot or visit the website at the business and we will be back next week with another episode of the business reboot podcast